Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast series focusing on the financial needs of nurses. Dominic, welcome back. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be back. Okay, so we ended last session um, talking about the the nursing client that you had helped, and uh, we teed up today's discussion, which is the five biggest mistakes you see as a financial advisor advocate to the nursing community, the five biggest financial planning and retirement mistakes that you're addressing with nurses. So let's, this session is going to be an overview of what those five are and the upcoming series episodes will then focus specifically on each one. So let's go through for the audience what each of those five are. So the first one that you and I talked about is, you know, qualified retirement plans and the mistakes out there. Yeah. So for federal employees, it's their thrift savings plan. Uh, for other people, it might be their 401k or their 403b or their 457. And, you know, we see it more times than not, Jeff, that people approach retirement and just really don't have a solid overall plan for what they're going to do with their retirement plan. Um, and, and some just, uh, it's as, as simplistic as, well, I'm just going to take withdrawals. Well, what happens when you go back to the well too many times? Well, the well runs dry. So, yeah, that's one of the big, big mistakes that people are making these days that I'm happy to say that we help them out with considerably. Okay, so the TSP 403B 457 is one thing to accumulate. It's another thing to make sure it lasts. Yeah, exactly. You want you want to make sure. I mean, the, the best thing in, in my mind, I mean, I'm 62 years old and I've got retirement on my side sometime down the road. But the best thing is to have guaranteed streams of income for the rest of your life. And what I tell people is the only thing that's better than guaranteed streams of income is guaranteed streams of tax free income. And that's yeah. something we'll save for a future episode. Yeah. So that'll be the that'll be our topic next week um, as we dive into the the details of each one of these. So then number two, Social Security. Yeah, big mistake on Social Security that lots of people make. Um, I, I don't think people realize how complex the Social Security system is and can be. And if you don't have a, a you know a, a plan of attack for how you're going to take Social Security, gosh, you you could be making mistakes that could cost you literally tens of thousands, if not $100,000 or more. And part of our planning process is to do a, a really detailed Social Security analysis report that shows people, um, you know, exactly two or maybe three options of what's going to be best suitable for them. N not just take it at your full retirement age or at 62. And they don't realize there's penalties for taking it before their full retirement age. And conversely, that there's credits they can get for taking it after their full retirement age. So, yep, we're going to touch on that as well. And then another mistake that you see quite often is mishandling of the group life insurance benefits and how that can impact the retirement income and expenses, correct? Yeah, that's a biggie also, Jeff. They're all really biggies. It's hard to pick one, but... You know, for the federal employees, they're part of what's called the FEGLI program, stands for Federal Employee Group Life Insurance. And, you know, lots of university hospitals and lots of private institutions have group life insurance. 
surprised, you know, a couple of things. One, that generally speaking, most of them are term life insurance plans because these big institutions can't afford permanent life insurance anymore. So they converted into term decades ago when they started taking away their pension programs. Uh, so that's usually an eye opener to people that they don't realize and that this policy is going to go away. And guess what? It's going to go away when I leave here. So they're thinking, well, gosh, I've been paying these premiums into this policy for the last 20 or 25 years. Now I'm 65. I'm retiring. You're telling me I don't have insurance coverage? Well, yeah, that's basically it. So there's there's lots of different options they have for their for their group life plans. Well, something I've noticed over the years is the way that the contracts, the group contracts are set up. They don't necessarily say you don't have insurance, but they the the cost of keeping it is it's prohibiting anyway. So you really don't. You don't have a choice. And I do know that um, through your firm, even if somebody has health issues, I think sometimes when when we're talking to uh, public employees at all levels, they'll say, I'm going to keep my group because I've, I've got diabetes or heart condition. Don't let that um, don't let that impact your decision to look around. Because there's programs out there, I know you deal with some simplified, and we're getting into the details of this, you deal with some simplified issue and some um, maybe higher risk insurance that still yeah. makes sense, correct? Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, but the, the, the message there is, you know, definitely check out and make sure that you know what exactly all your options are, you know, before making a decision either way with, with your Fegley, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and then on that same note, uh, this can be confusing, but making sure your beneficiaries are set up correctly on all your group and retirement um, benefits. Yeah, so lots of people that we speak to uh, got hired you know, 20 years ago or more, and they haven't spoken to anyone in their HR since their day of their intake day, their orientation day, when they first got hired. And, and lots of times their beneficiary information, not only just for their life insurance, but for their, their FERS annuity or for their pension, those beneficiaries have changed. You know, people pass away, people get divorced, things change. And you wanna make sure that you're looking at those if there's a major life event that occurs in your lifetime, you definitely wanna check your beneficiaries and make those necessary changes as need be. Okay, and then the final mistake that we're going to touch upon is the survivor options on your pension plan at retirement. Yeah, so again, the the federal employees have what's called uh, FERS, F-E-R-S, Federal Employee Retirement System. Believe it or not, Jeff, I talked to somebody today, the first one in probably three or four years, was actually a SERS employee. They're they're going by They're the wayside. Still out there. She was hired in 1983. Yeah, God bless her. <laughs> Maybe the last one. Yeah, probably one of, one of the last ones. But, you know, same thing applies for um, for people who have uh, their pension programs. Uh, it's important to know your options for uh, your survivor uh, options, your survivor benefits of your um, your pension plan. And lots of people think that, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm just going to include my spouse as, as part of this. So if I pass, they're going to get it. But they don't realize that there's a sometimes, depending on the pension plan, a very high cost of doing business 
to allow that. So there's there's a couple of other really, really good options out there. One of them is called the Pension Maximization Plan, which we'll get into at a, at a future episode, I'm sure. But you know, again, people should really look at their options for their pensions before selecting the spousal benefit. And you have in the analysis software that you use or retirement estimates, um, there's a section that actually has a pension, the cost of pensions and helps analyze whether or not somebody should choose a survivor option or the full pension, correct? It does, yeah. It's a very comprehensive retirement analysis software program. And one of the modules in it, you're exactly right, uh, uh, will we'll give people options for uh, doing a, a spousal benefit or just a, a sole beneficiary, a sole benefit. And it lays it out right down to the last dollar so we can present that to people and say, you know, here's plenty of information to help you make a, a much more informed decision. Okay, so there's the five. Uh, so we have our upcoming episodes dedicated to each of those. As we wrap up this podcast, uh, Remind everybody how um, listeners and uh, YouTube viewers, how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so uh, they can go to uh, www.kayatifinancial.com, kayatifinancial.com. It's C-A-I-A-T-I. And if they want to uh, go through our toll-free number, Jeff, I know you always have that top of mind, so I'll just let oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> 885-545-8840. Let us know that you uh, attended uh, this session and we'll direct you over to Dominic's team. You can also find more information as a federal employee at fedchecklist.com. That's fedchecklist.com. You can also post questions on there for Dominic. And if you are a state or local or nonprofit employee, you can go to publicpensionchecklist.com. And on that site, there are great report cards on your specific pension system by a third party economic group out of uh, Boston College Research Center. And that will help you get a third party view of how healthy your pension is. And I think that's very important. So. All right, that wraps it up. Thanks, Dominic. Thank you so much for having me on again, Jeff. Look forward to our next session. All right, so join us uh, um, next week. Look for the episode to be uploaded on the mistakes made by nurses in their TSP 403B and 457. We're going to discuss risk, taxation, and making sure that uh, you do not run out of money in your retirement years. So that's going to be the session next week. So uh, we look forward to having each of you back. Take care. Pass this around. Other nurses, nursing community. It's very important um, to get the message out. And, you know, uh, my mission in working with these advisors is to help direct each of you to a professional such as Dominic that focuses specifically on your community and your needs. And that's what we're here to do. So thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week.